Hey guys, welcome back to Bariatric Confessions Podcast with your girl Zipporah. So today, let's talk about being everything to everybody all at once. Okay, so I'm listening to this podcast and um, it has Issa Rae and I absolutely love her. Um, I first found out about her on her HBO um show that she had called insecure so she she just seems like an amazing person like just from the show when I was watching the show um she just seemed like an amazing person even though she was acting but it was like part of her her story or her real life so um I just liked her vibe what she put out you know she um apparently had a show called like awkward black girl and she's a little younger than me She's probably in her mid thirties. Um, so, and I'm 43, but it just was interesting how I resonated with her, um, character on the show. Come to find out, you know, through this podcast that I'm listening to, um, that it's actually how she is in real life. But the thing that stood out to me, um, on the podcast is called like how I build things or how things are built or something like that. But the thing that that's that stood out to me is the fact that she um, owned who she was at a very young age. So she realized that, you know, she was an awkward black girl. She's like, um, I forget what part of Africa she's from. And like her mom or dad is Christian and one is Christian and then the other one is Muslim. I can't remember which, but um all of these things like mixed together, like made her who she is. And she just talks about um, like part of her life through her story. She's a writer. But I can appreciate the fact that she owned who she was at a young age. And she just kept trying to um, build her her name and her stories that she was trying to tell. And apparently like she had like this whole like you know, show on um, YouTube that like blew up. And then like, that's when, you know, people started, you know, famous people started reaching out to her. And um, like, I remember just being awkward, (laughs) an awkward black girl growing up. But um, like I said, she's a, she's a little younger than me. But you know, even, even if it's like five or six years, those years are like, so it's so much happens in in those years that separate us. But, you know, at when I was younger, like you wasn't allowed to be your true self. And that's that's not like from my house, like my not from my parents only. It's from everywhere. It's just the black culture. And it's like you're not allowed to be yourself. You're allowed to be what what you think people want of you. And I honestly think all of that contributes to um, the makeup of who you ultimately become and what you fixate on and why you fixate on things and why, like, you know, you choose to, um, why you turn to certain addictions because you're trying to fulfill like everything that everybody else wants, but 
you know on the inside that is not what you actually want. So you're trying to be, you know, the best daughter and the best mom and the best wife and the best sister and the best friend and the best friend who also takes, you know, strong interest in, you know, other people's your 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 friends' hobbies and your 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 siblings' hobbies and your parents' hobbies and you know, your parents tell you that you no, you should not be a writer, you should not be a cook, you should not travel for a living, you should not do all these things. You should do something, you know, that actually contributes to society. Be a doctor, be a lawyer, be something that will make your family proud. And not saying that not making your family proud is anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with doing that at all. But um, their knowledge like is based off of their upbringing. So it's, it's limited. My knowledge is based off of my upbringing. And in order for you to um, be exposed to a different like set of rules, you have to experience life. Well, pre-internet, you know, like I was born in 79. So, you know, the first 10 years, I was born June 79. So like the first 10 years of my life is the 80s. And I don't remember anything about the 80s because I was just too young. But like, um, I just know. And not only was I too young, but we weren't allowed to, um, my siblings and I, I, we weren't allowed to really like get into culture, pop culture, you know, because it, you know, a lot of it's um, involved music. And we weren't allowed to listen to secular music. So a lot of things I just don't know. I don't have knowledge of. I don't remember. You know, I uh, we weren't allowed. I don't even know if we were. No, we weren't allowed to dress, you know, like, you know, whatever the clothing was in the 80s. We weren't allowed to do that. We wore skirts. You know, the girls wore long skirts down to our ankles with, you know, socks and, you know, some type of shoes. We were covered up. So a lot of things I, I don't have knowledge of. I missed so anyway, but, um, so yeah, so we weren't really allowed to get into pop culture. So my, um, so like just being able to explore who you truly are, even if you decide to change your mind and your life, you, you weren't, that was like a no, no, you know, like, you know, growing, even growing up in church, a black church, especially if you have this experience, you know, you get dressed on Sunday, you wear your Sunday's best because, you know, you got to look good for the Lord. That's what they say, you know, on Sunday. And, um, ultimately on the inside, you're a, you're a piece of crap. Like you're trash, you're mean, you're evil. You, you know, you smoke, you drink, whatever you have, all you have issues that needs to be, um, worked out but you know you look good on Sunday so it's like you always had to present yourself in a way that is acceptable to society and I don't know if it I don't know if it goes back to like slave days or whatever and it's just something that's passed down you know you got to look good or you know you know you look good for now you look good on the outside but on the inside you you're just a complete wreck wreck and don't let anybody see the inside you know you know, like back in the day, like especially in like black churches, they were, um, you know, they were having babies, but, you know, they covered it up because they got, you know, when the woman got pregnant or if the woman got pregnant, they went and they um they got married. And like, you know, we've been married for 40 years and it's like, yay, they've been married for 40 years. But they didn't tell you that, that you know, they was actually pregnant before um, before they got married. 
which is, you know, a no, no in the church. And so like, but they're presenting the fact that, you know, we've been married for 40 years instead of being honest and say, yeah, you know, we slept together before, you know, we got married and, you know, she got pregnant, but you know, we got married anyway. And this is the best 40 years of our life. Instead of being like very open and transparent, they, you know, we're taught to only really show the good and not be honest. And I remember like when Cardi B came out, and I'm way older than her, but, um, and I remember like she put everything on the line and was like, yeah, I did. I was stripping, I was hoeing or whatever she was doing on her life. And she put it all out there. And it's like, now what you going to say about me? You have nothing to say about me. And she took the power out of anybody's hands who was going to, who could potentially like, you know, try to um, play her you know, in, in, in their music, you know, like there, there is no rap battle because she already said what she said. You, she already put out there, there is no secrets, you know? So she already put out there who she really, who she is. And you can't say anything about it. You can't come at her for it. Okay. She was on a poll. Okay. I already, you know, she's like, I already said that. Like, there's nothing you can say. So it's like, I remember when she did that, I just was like, man, that's such a, that's so powerful. Because she, you know, she owned who she, who she is. And, you know, she took off, you know, for that reason, because people can appreciate that people appreciate the honesty, but like going back to Issa Rae, like, she's just like the fact that she was, she started like writing when she was like 13 or something like that. And, um, like writing sitcoms or shows or whatever for, you know, with her brother, um, just like, you know, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, man, she, she realized that or her parents, somebody realized that and helped her nurture that, um, that talent that, that they saw within her. And, um, she ultimately wrote, you know, or whatever produced or whatever and insecure. And now she has like a production company. It's called like hooray or something like that. And she has a bunch of other stuff, but like, I could just really appreciate the fact that she owns, or owned who she was at a young age. I remember when I was younger, I don't remember her. I don't remember why. Um, I just remember I wanted to be an attorney. Like, I don't remember how I got that in my head. Um, it could have came from my dad because my dad always wanted to be an attorney. He never made it, but, um, he always wanted to be an attorney. So maybe he, you know, you know, because that's what parents do. Oh, you can be a lawyer, you know, you can be a doctor, which is nothing wrong with that. So by the time, <clears throat> by the time I got to high school, I knew I, I was going to be an attorney. So much, so much so that I went to like the, I think it was like the first law academy, like in my city, um, in Philly. And, um, I went there because I knew, I knew the path that I wanted to be on. And, um, I remember I used to, we used to do mock trials. I used to love doing the mock trials and things like that, dressing up like an attorney. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't remember how that started. I just remember knowing that if I became an attorney, I will be like, I could get us out of the ghetto. That's what, that's what I remember. So that's what the fight was to leave the ghetto. Like, you know, attorneys make money, doctors make money. I didn't like science. I didn't, I don't like blood. So, you know, it was doctor or lawyer. So I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm a, uh, I'm a good talker. I can talk a lot. And so I'm going to be a lawyer and that's what I fixated on. So that way I can get my family out of the ghetto. And, and, um, so that way I won't be poor. I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to like, ha ha you know, later on in life, have my kids be poor and things of that nature. So ultimately I was like chasing money. 
because, you know, we grew up so poor. I didn't want my kids to have to like, you know, have to experience that my future kids or whatever. So anyway, so by the time I got to high school, like I said, I was like already like I already knew it. And I went through high school and, you know, everything was cool. I got to community college and um, I stayed at community college for I don't even know. I think it was like four years or or six years. I was on academic probation. You know, uh, community college, junior college is only a two year like run. But something scared me like I had to pick a major and I didn't do pre-law because I don't know if that was an option, but they had something called paralegal studies. And, um, you know, you can be a paralegal. And when I sat down and I talked to the the guidance counselor or whatever, and it was like, yeah, in two years, you'll be done and you'll be able to go get a job as a paralegal. And that just scared me because I'm like, so in two years, like I'm 17, 18 at the time. So I'm like, in two years, I'm a whole adult out working in, you know, corporate America. And that shook me so much. Like that scared the crap out of me. And I self-sabotaged myself. Like I just, you know, I should have changed my major, but that's a story for later. But like I self-sabotaged myself. I did everything I possibly could not to complete that degree in two years. And I was like 24 when I graduated. So I did start when I was like 18. And it was it was the it was September of 97 when I started community college. So and I didn't graduate until May of 20, 2002, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah, I think it was like 2001, 2002. It was no, it could have been longer. But anyway, so like so much, it was so long that like some of my classes had to be like redone because like it, they expired. If that, <laughs> it was so ridiculous, but it just scared me. But through that process, I also realized that I really didn't like what I was studying. I didn't like um, like English or, you know, um, you know, the paralegal classes that I took. I didn't like them so much. I didn't like the writing. I didn't like it. But I said I was going to do it. So, you know, I just stuck with it. And I really should have changed my major. By the time I got to LaSalle, um, I knew that I needed to change my major, but I didn't. I end up picking up, um, I didn't want to do pre-law because, uh, I think like, this is me with my overthinking. I was like, well, lawyers got to be good writers. So I should study, um, English. So I decided to become an English major, which, which was so utterly stupid. Like it was just stupid. I had no interest. So I tried it, right? I tried it, but I didn't like, once I tried it and realized I didn't like it, I never changed it. I just stuck with it which was just dumb because like what I found that I really like was building websites and this was when you like this was such a long time ago but I built the worst website ever but it looked good for the time (laughs) and I took a web design class and I absolutely loved it and I loved studying art history and um, I actually um, at some point I actually remember talking to my art history professor and asking asking her about like how did she become an art history teacher and she said there was no money in it 
she said there was no money in it and I shouldn't, you know, study art history as like a major. And I didn't. I listened to her. And but like like I said, this was like early 2000s. I think this was like 2004. Yeah, it was 2004. So I actually was at community college from 1997 to 2004. 2004, September of 2004, I went to LaSalle. So anyway, so and like the journey continued with me just being like just not owning who I am because from 2004 to 2008 I was at I was at LaSalle now yes I was a part-time student it would have taken me a little bit longer to graduate but it shouldn't have took it shouldn't have taken me four years to complete my degree to to I didn't even complete it honestly uh because I had to go back and because um my classes or certain classes expired so I had to go back and I never I never went back and finished those so anyway so, um, part that like, when I realized that this is what I wanted to do, um, I should have just went ahead and just switched over to like web design or, you know, with a minor in art, art history, but I listened to the opinions of others so much. So I let them determine my, my fate. And, um, so anyway, at that point I was like 24, I was 24, I think I was about 24 years old and, um, yeah, because I was an adult student. I went to school um, primarily at night. And I, I just like, I just think about like how, how stupid it was to just like, once I realized what I had an interest in, like a strong interest in, I should have nurtured that and not hold on to being a lawyer. Because, you know, if I didn't become that lawyer, which I didn't, <laughs> but if I didn't become that lawyer, then I would let my family down. Like even to this day, my mom will say to me, cause you know, you're my lawyer, <laughs> which is cute, but I never made it to law school, nowhere near law school. Um, and I like, I was so like worried about like letting my family down that I let myself down, you know, because I wasn't honest with myself. I wasn't true to myself. So like, that's why I, I appreciate um, Issa Rae's story uh, and hearing about her story and how she built her, um, you know, her company, her produ- production company, and how she is building it. And, you know, like, cause she, she had family members who told her, you know, oh, you got to get a real job or whatever, you know, same thing that, you know, some of us might hear and, but she kept going, you know, at one point she had to move back home with her, her, um, her mom, because, you know, things, um, didn't work out. Like she was living in New York and that didn't work out. So she moved back to LA. Um, and she, when she moved back to LA, she moved back in with her mother who was treating her like, you know, her little daughter, you know, which makes sense from a parent parental standpoint but not from Issa Rae because I think at the time she was like 24 years old so um like I think a lot of like um like the more and more I just like unravel this whole like healing from like food addiction and processing it I think a lot of it is wrapped around uh, some it's a lot of it is wrapped around about for me with pleasing people pleasing family members pleasing everybody just because like um, just because it makes them comfortable, you know, and in pro- in the process, I'm making myself uncomfortable, but that's not my goal. My goal is not to make myself uncomfortable. I just don't want to make them uncomfortable. So uh, ultimately I end up choosing them over myself, you know? So, um, like e- I re- even remember getting jobs and like, at first I didn't really understand about the, the whole like degree thing. 
So, um, like when I, when I graduated from, cause I did walk, I walked with, and when I, when I went through LaSalle graduation, I walked, but, um, because I'm, I was, I'm missing like, I don't know. Now it's a whole bunch of classes. Cause it, that was like 15 years ago, but, um, I'm, I'm, I had to redo a couple classes and I always said I would go back and, and do it. And I never did. And, um, you know, I remember getting jobs and, and saying like, oh, you know, um, yes, I have a degree. I had the, the paper, my transcripts said that I completed the classes. So that's what I gave, you know, certain jobs when they asked for a degree. But like it was it goes back around to like, you know, like not disappointing people and not being honest with myself and just, you know, like trying to always be something that I'm not. And I think uh, ultimately my coping mechanism was turning to food, you know, like you know, I've always been like a fast eater and stuff like that. So like, you know, but you know, that could, my dad or my mom would tell me to slow down and stuff like that. But like, okay, I give you that. But like, I think, you know, to cope with certain things, I think I just turned to food to help me like, um, cope with the fact that I'm not being my true self. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, I, I don't believe every thought that pops in your head should, you should act on or something like that. But like, when you know that a path in life should be the path that you take, like when you really know yourself, like, I think that's important to explore. And I should have explored the web design and the graphic design and the art because like, I should have explored that more um than just taking a class and then walking away from it uh because you know it's not on the path of me becoming a, a lawyer because that's what I said I was going to do like I remember a couple years ago I had to actually like this was I don't know this was a, a while ago but I had to no actually this was about five years ago it wasn't that long ago like I had to give myself permission like I had to I had to give myself permission to forgive myself to say that it's okay that I didn't make it to become a lawyer like, it's okay. I think I was like pregnant with my last daughter or maybe it was right before I knew I was pregnant with her. But I just remember processing all of that. And I'm like, okay, it's okay that you didn't become an attorney because you, 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 it's okay to say I changed my mind. It's okay to say it didn't work out for me um, because I chose a different path and go down that different path. Because like a long time ago, this was like 10 years ago, somebody said to me when I was still like, fixating over going to law school and I think this was before I had children and uh she said to me she was like I don't know whatever my question was she was like I don't know all I know is if you wanted something you would go after it and I was like what in my head I'm like whatever and but that sat with me for a long time a long time and then about five years later that's when I had to um give myself permission to forgive myself for not becoming an attorney and, and like, I also, now I have to, for, I have to, you know, um, work on forgiving myself for, um, putting other people's, uh, wishes before my own, you know, because you own, you really, you, you get one life, you have one life to live and you can't live your life for other people so much so that you completely erase who you are. And then you're in your car doing a podcast at 43 years old trying to process and figure out and work through who you truly are that's how I feel like you know I feel like I have to figure out who I am at 43 years old instead of like you know on like when whatever age I was when I realized 
what I had an interest in instead of just running with that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I didn't have to be a child prodigy and, you know, build a business from the ground up at 15 or anything like that. But at whatever age I figured out, like, this is what I love to do. I should have like really nurtured that and not worried about like what my dad would say or, you know, because I was my, my husband. Um, I don't know if he be, he used to say it, but he don't say it anymore. He said, Oh, you're such a daddy's girl, but I wasn't a daddy's girl. I'm, I'm not a daddy's girl at all. Like daddy, my dad didn't like buy me everything I wanted or like he did not at all buy me. Like he did not, I wasn't that door, that daughter. One of my sisters, um, was that, that daughter for him, but not me. But my husband would say, he said that in the sense of like, because I was always looking to please him. And I don't know if it's because I'm number two of, um, six, like I'm the second daughter. So I have one older sister. So, you know, the older sister, they, you know, the older sibling always get whatever, everything, you know? Um, and then, you know, I'm just another girl that came along, you know what I mean? So I don't know if I always felt like I had to like, um, compensate for that or make up for that or like, um, just try and like, you know, get his attention because I am the second daughter, you know, and then after me as my, is one of my brothers. So it's like, okay, he, he had a daughter, cool, your first child. And he had a son you know, the third child and in the middle is just another girl. So I, I don't know. I don't know how, like, like how I felt about that, but maybe that's why. But my, my husband will always say, Oh, you're, you're, you're such a daddy's girl because I was always looking to please him. I didn't like to make my dad angry. I did not. I mean, even though he get out, he got angry a lot, but <laughs> I just didn't like to make him angry. So if I could do things to, to, to make him happy, I would. And and if that, that meant that I was a daddy's girl in that sense, then okay. But not in a daddy, not a daddy's girl in the sense of like, if I bat my eyes, he would buy me everything that did not happen. I had to work for my stuff. Like I had to work for it, you know, everything, everything. I, I wasn't handed anything. So, um, but anyway, back to the Issa Rae story. I just really appreciated her story and her recognizing who she truly is at an early age. And then like, really like, um, even though like she, she still went to like, uh, she went to Stanford, I think it was, um, the art department she worked in, or she tried to get into that. And then I think she went to a school in New York. I don't know if she finished that school. Um, because like when the writing thing didn't work out, she was like, okay, I'll just, you know, get that master's degree. I think at one point she even was going to study law, but, um, she just kept pursuing who she truly, who she truly felt like she, she was. And, um, it worked out for her. And I wish I had did the same thing. Um, because like, I think it would have just made me happy on the inside, um, or happier on the inside and, you know, just made me feel fulfilled if that makes sense. So yeah, you got to check out that podcast. Um, I think it's called how, how things are built. And, um, it's an episode with, uh, Issa Rae. So, uh, hope 